listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Now, this is Frank Skinner with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Hey, text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Morning, Frank. Morning. Thanks to Daniel Perry for uh, her work this morning. That's what they always do on proper radio, I think, the previous... Uh... On proper radio? Yeah. <laughs> you, you proper the... radio. I've, I have heard some proper but radio. I think we yeah. saw inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame, or what was it called? The, um, I mean, it was, it was the Radio Hall of Fame. That, it, yeah, it was yeah. in Birmingham, but it was the Radio Hall yeah. of Fame. And we saw that, and you're claiming that you do improper radio. No, yeah. I'm not claiming that. I mean, I mean, like, proper radio. I mean, radio yeah, that's yeah. not that great. Commercial. I mean, that's what I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not including yeah. absolute in that. No. no I, I was listening to Danielle this morning and she called somebody a dude. Oh, yeah. Now, you see, I, I don't think I could carry that off. Well, if try I, it. Well, try if, it. She has, doesn't have two people picking her up on everything like oh, that, right. you see. Yeah. So if I... If I, <laughs> if I oh, no, ironic. This has been unironic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I couldn't hear the uh, fingers doing the inverted commas, you know, in the air around the mic. I mean, that's basically if what you would eat and I you alive for, if it? you did that. You would, I, I, I absolutely. Would, yeah. yeah, I'd be lost. That is what we're booked for. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Do you remember when um, that referee dropped his cards and Paul Gascoigne came up and uh, and gave him a yellow card? Was it a yellow <laughs> or a red? Yes. We're basically uh, like that to you, aren't we? We just <laughs> run yeah, around. He booked that Paul Gascoigne. Yes, he for did. That. He did. You know, I'm not saying that you can't lash out in that no, referee exactly. style. I mean, you made as well. life difficult for yourself. You could have just employed some yes men who'd laughed mm, at you all the time. Possibly. I find yes men are much harder to find than they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Keep looking. It's true, though. I mean, honestly, it used to be they always be all over the place. Yes, man. Uh, it's one of the. Um, in fact, um, I think well, yes, man. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> um, oh, I love that. Yeah, there'll be people in there sending the names of band members of Yes. Oh, yeah. good. No, I'm not having, not having it. You're not having it. It's not having it. Anyway, look, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted <laughs> by last week. <laughs> we ended the show. We started a, a, an email from a reader, and we we mistimed the whole damn thing. It was a let's shambles. face it. So um, we said that we'd carry over to this week. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to start um, the show with an email. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'll, I don't know. What next? I'll reread it to bring people up to yeah, speed. Yeah, a week-long cliffhanger it, seems <laughs> it seems too much to ask them to have memorised it. I think the week-long cliffhanger is a is a certainly a television tradition. Isn't Definitely. It? But carry on. Uh, hi, Frank and team. A football slash fashion accessory. Whatever happened to? Um, the little bags... You were waiting for the jingle. I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I let you down. I love the pause then. The little bag goalkeepers used to carry onto the pitch. Yeah. In the golden era of English keepers in the 80s, they would all carry out a little bag containing spare gloves, a cap chewing gum, and would be placed in the back of the net. We don't know what was in the, the goalkeeper's no. little bag. Well, I have a theory well, about you it. Some of, some of them came some out. Some of did. But there could be stuff, yeah. yeah. I think you carried out a thorough investigation. Oh, yeah. I've seen a few in my time. 
But um, uh, yes, carry on. Well, I think they were goalie gloves bags. I think they were actually quite a flat bag, like you know. No, but they did have. I have seen caps and chewing gum come out of them. This man is it a man or a lady? You said this. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Five years old. Is it a man or a lady? <laughs> I'm so used to talking, referring to women as ladies when I'm talking to my son. Let this lady come past. But I've gone back completely into lady mode. Uh, I'm not sure. I like it. It's my short answer. So, uh, where, is that the end of the email? Um, no, they then give you some praise. For, oh no, um, leave that. But who's it from? I don't know. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> there I is no name say. on the end of it. This is very um, true. Um, it's. I mean, it's a good one though. It is. Because it used to be an ever-present the goalie's bag. Yeah, well, I, I can't I think, think they of had one a now. side wall that was only like an inch, like it would fit in gloves. I'm very surprised that it could sneak in a cap as well. No, I'm sure there was. I think there was all sorts of muffler, muffler for goal games. <laughs> well, we did have a tweet. Could you play in a scarf? Would that be allowed? I would love that. Because they wear I gloves. Think they wear a snood sometimes. Like now, a Nick Kershaw snood. Yeah. I, I would love that. We had a tweet in relation to it. Re goalkeeper bags. What about players wearing proper McEnroe style headbands? A la Steve Foster. Oh. Yeah. That used to be done, I think, partly to sort of distinguish themselves from the other players on the oh, pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the goal is back. Oh, no, it's got the, the, the fez has arrived. The producer puts a small red fez at my side, which means shut up. So we still haven't got round to the goal is back, but no. we will. Because I think it's the centrepiece of the show in which the whole thing is built. <laughs> it is the, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So the goal is back. Um, I think it comes from a time when um, goalies were, uh, they were a bit more outsiders in the the team. Oh, okay, yeah. Definitely. And I think the goal, the actual goal was sort of like, (laughs) it was like temporary accommodation. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a halfway house for the goalkeeper. There was always yeah. rumours that they were mad. Everyone said they yeah. know the yeah, yeah. And uh, it was like a little lean-to that they yeah. lived in for a <laughs> short period. Like and it was like a little shed. Yeah, it was their place. It was like, yeah. it was like shed. I'm surprised they didn't have stools to sit on during <laughs> lols. Because yeah. there's a whole sense of that. It's like their little world. Literally, yeah. the goal is, you know, their area. Yes. But... Um, well, so, that's why the so bag think was some sort part of... Part of it was having your stuff with you. Yes. Territorial yeah. Um, yeah. They spraying, were different. if I'm allowed to say that. I mean, they were different. They this were. Is, this is explored in the, um, in the novel Goalkeepers Are Different by Michael Hardcastle, <laughs> oh. which I read when I was at school. I think it's aimed at adolescent boys predominantly. Was it, was it as good or better than Skinhead Escapes, which was one of Frank's favourites? I don't remember Skinhead Escapes, but well, that, of course, was the sequel to Skinhead. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> preceded um, Swadehead <laughs> and Boot Boys. Oh, they all sound good. A whole string of um, those. As you know, I read a lot of Judy Bloom as a young When I was so. reading Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah I Very didn't good. read um, a, a book until I was 21, as I was telling you last week, a book without yeah. pictures. You're caught up now, though, haven't you? Oh, God, that's me, Mr Catch-Up. But anyway. The, but goalkeepers were different. Even, like, when I was at school, I remember just they seemed so different because they had long sleeves. All football shirts were short-sleeved and goalies were there oh, with their yeah. long sleeves. Well, 
Um, Green I, I don't jumpers. Know that is technically true. No, it wasn't. Steve, like, I remember Dennis Law used to pull his over his hands, but never no, mind. I mean, professional footballers. They often had school. a curly. Oh. I mean, I know a lot of footballers had curly hair, but I felt they could have more freedom with their hair. The goalkeeper, they weren't so. I didn't feel because they weren't in the thick of it. I remember that I can think of a few curly. Peter Shilton was curly, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. It was Ray Clements curly? I believe you might have No, he wasn't curly. Oh, he's ruined my theory. <laughs> Do you remember when um, Neville Southall stayed in the goals at half time? <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't go for his half time chat. He just, I mean, then he really, he had a sort of a, he looks like a man who shouldn't have had a bag with gloves. He looks like a man who should have had like 18 carrier bags <laughs> in the back of the goals. Dave Besson, was he curly? He yes. was curly. Okay, thank you. Yes, he was. You. Um, Oh, I'll say. Oh, we've had a, a message about Ray Clements. Well, Ray it? Clements used to love the goalie cap, and I believe it was pre-stand development at Anfield, where the sun would frequently blight the goalkeeper's eyesight. Here's another thing. Ah. Back then, like people in society didn't really wear baseball caps, did they? So, so the idea of wearing no. a hat whilst playing football, I remember it thinking, mm. what's happened here? Like, who wears a hat during no, it's, sport? It's quite like, a big deal, but really I, bet, un- I bet they loved that moment yeah. when they went in the bag yeah. for, their, for their cap. <laughs> Really odd. At those moments that change in a football match, like I once saw a game at West Brom at uh, Port Vale, and suddenly, very unexpectedly, a snowstorm. I mean, a really big snowstorm happened kind of like that. And the Albion fans instantly started going, orange ball, orange ball, orange ball. <laughs> knowing, knowing it was imminent. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we've been discussing those guy, uh, little keepers, bags that yeah. goalkeepers carried on and uh, 934 has texted Dear Frank, M and Alan, our goalkeeper in our pub team keeps his cigarettes and matches in his bag. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> I wonder if they're partaking off during the game or if it's just the half-time delicacy that he's going for. Well, when I used... To, that's like the old comedians take your wallet on stage with you, isn't it? So nothing oh, happens in the dressing room. Good point. Yeah. I, uh, when I used to collect autographs at the Spring Road training ground with the West Brom players in mm. the 60s and 70s, Every one of them mm. had uh, 20 embassy in the gold packet. Every one of them really? used to. Often stuck up one T-shirt sleeve. Do you remember that <laughs> tradition? Excellent. I loved that tradition. Yeah. Frank, oh, I've got it wrong with the curly hair because Ian Walker, I mean, I've never seen a man with such straight hair in my life. Oh, he, had the, he was the king of the curtains. Oh, Very really? Straight. King of the curtains? And um, <laughs> what was his wife's catchphrase? Hiya! Yes. <laughs> because she had a show called Hiya. I don't think it was his show. Susie Walker. Was it, it was. Show? was it actual? Was it a feature on this morning? No, it was her own show called Hiya with Susie Walker. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Um, so, oh yes, this morning's texting. Are yes. men ever described as bobbly? <laughs> Eight, twelve, fifteen. <laughs> I've never heard a man described as bobbly. Well, there was well, that. Well, t- are I women think- ever described as flamboyant? I would say no. Are they not? Well, I think flamboyant was oftentimes used as a euphemism. Oh, yes. When you couldn't say someone was gay. I worry a bit about Bobbly, but we can discuss this as the morning goes on. Okay. I think I've been described as Bobbly once in my life. I worry a bit about Bobbly. That was the the 80s. No, I was, I was, that was a, it was by a gastroenterologist. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, that's fair enough. I was talking about, um, 
Neville Southall, the former Everton goalkeeper. Who can I recommend his autobiography, The Bin Man Chronicles? I would like to read that. That really? It is very fine. He was, I think, he was the originator of the T-shirt with the message on underneath the normal oh, football was he? You think he invented it? Was he an I early think, adopter? Oh, I, think, I love I stuff think... that people invented. You know Roger Moore claims that he invented the Magnum? Oh, the ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. How did he invent that? But that's just a chalk ice on a stick. Well, that's what he said. Some he sort says, of Margaret Thatcher chemist. Apparently he met somebody from the ice cream world and he says, yeah. I'd really like a chalk ice but as a lolly because they, <laughs> they melt all over my hands. Next Roger thing, Moore them. used the word lolly. <laughs> I, I'd like a chalk ice as a lolly. <laughs> He does all the voices. Yeah. But I love Very that. Very good. Anyway. I love he's... that he feels the need to boast about that when he's James Bond. <clears throat> I know, exactly. <laughs> it's, um, it's probably at the time of the Dirty Harry films that he thought he wanted to get part of the Magnum action. <laughs> I think it's like when Chris Jagger, Mick Jagger's brother, said to me, yeah, we get a lot of celebrities living around here. Michelle Collins. <laughs> all sorts. <laughs> Your brother's Mick Jagger. <laughs> but you think Neville Southall came up with the T-shirt caption? Yeah. Brilliant. And he is... Um, if and, found, and please return I to think you, I think you can guess some of the um, some of the background to the, this particular T-shirt, which we won't go into on Breakfast Radio, <laughs> but his T-shirt said, message was, I love my wife. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. I tell you what I uh, what I did. Uh, this is another football. We don't talk about football much on the show, so I'm enjoying this bit. Well, I like that we talk about it in a Neville Southall "I Love My Wife" T-shirt way on the yeah. show. Well, yeah. Well, this is a sort of a uh, whatever uh, because it's something I did. I I um I had uh, this is a while back now, but it, it just this has reminded me of it for some. I I had um, need of a funnel. Oh. Now, um, I don't know about you, I'll tell you what, I was putting a cup of tea into a plastic drink bottle. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> the car had come, I'd just poured a cup of tea and I really fancied it, so I put it into a right. plastic drink bottle. Tory so MP could... with an excuse. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, putting <laughs> well, a I don't really need an excuse. It's not, it's not that big a scandal. Frank Skinner saying a bottle of, bottle of tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I... I um, I don't know about you, but I don't keep a funnel. No. <laughs> There's one under the sink, but it's not. Oh, you wouldn't want to put tea. It's, it's been got, used for you know. I've um, got a travel domestic. funnel, but I always forget to take it. With yeah. Travel funnel. Places. Yeah, yeah. Does it's, that fold fold out into a funnel? Really flat pack. It's really good, um, but I never remember it. So I um, I used um, uh, a vuvuzela. Did <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which um, I'd, I'd bought and brought back from the World Cup in, in South Africa. <laughs> and, um, the, and they were so mocked at the time, but now... The, the heat I, I don't know if you remember, but... Um, the noise. Oh, but, noise. Um, FIFA banned them almost... Well, certainly the, the Premier League and that banned them almost immediately mm, after yeah. the World Cup. So I was left, um, <laughs> I was left with one on my hands. Yeah. So it was just um, standing on a shelf... On its on its broad end, and um, he finds a use for everything. Yeah, reduce, reuse, recycle. So he's all this about. is a approach to everything. Yeah. and I have respect for it. And then I went to a fancy dress party as a unicorn. 
Perfect. No, I didn't. <laughs> I made that up. Yeah, I went to see Jean-Paul Gaultier in Madonna. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, what... The, another phone in 8.12.15. What did you do with your Vuvuzelas? <laughs> Frank, Adam in Chingford has been in touch, not about the Vuvuzelas. No, that would be brisk Yeah, work. that would be extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Frank, how did Southall ever show off the said T-shirt? It's not like goalkeepers score often, then go off celebrating. He says often, in fairness, it does happen. Often, then go off celebrating, removing their kit on top. Did he just stand there mid-game? Um, I think he might have took it off at the end or something oh, like right. that. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good Marvelous. question. Yeah. Maybe walk. I told fifteen. How did Neville Southall <laughs> reveal his "I love my wife" T-shirt? There'll be some. There'll be loads of scousers in there. The exact what mini in the game might be my favourite texting we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. What if Neville Southall was to? Te- oh, he wouldn't probably remember either. No, I think he's. Yeah. I hope they're still together. It's. <laughs> It's not, well, my, it's not my business, as simple as that. Do you know what? It's not our business, Frank. No, it's not our business. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We're talking about Neville Southall this morning on Absolute Radio, <laughs> sure. Frank. Yeah. And, uh, my, Keep it topical, that's my My friend Scouse mm-hmm. Tony's been in touch and he can exclusively reveal that it was at the end of the FA Cup final celebration. Oh, was it? Yeah, God, the I, I Love for- My Wife I'd t-shirt. I've forgotten that completely. Mm. Oh well, there you go. So, um, we've also have, have we had some uh, what what you, what you did with your Vuvuzela? Yeah, um, we have Recy- Vuvuzela recycling campaign. Six one eight. Al, did you see that? Uh, yes, uh, Vuvuzelas may be fashioned into Olympic torches for school projects. Very good. <laughs> Simply add gold gift wrap <laughs> and Bob's your auntie. At least in my family, says That's James Henley. Excellent James Henley or James idea. Henley, yeah, good I like that idea. Yeah, I mean, speaking of schools, it's a shame that, that the dunce's cap is uh, no longer traditional. <laughs> is it? Is yeah. it a shame? Well, well just no, for right. the sake of, of the, the, rod of the, recy- child, of the recycling right. of Uvu's anus, <laughs> it's a shame. As you say, okay, in a, in a, we don't want that quote taken out of context. No, as an overview, it probably isn't a shame that the dunce's cap. <laughs> did, did, did anyone, has anyone in this room ever seen an actual real dunce's cap? Frank, were um, they around in your time? Um, I, 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 don't, I think I just missed them, probably, to be honest. I've got, I tell you, you know what? I'd, it'd be so long, I don't really remember. I hope they weren't around in okay. my time. Um, we've also had a text from... Uh... <laughs> the D on, the big D. As well. <laughs> it's a funny thing that they, had, they just had the initial on. As no, if were it was... they big white triangles? Or were they made out of paper? Anyone like worn a, a dunce's cap text was, in? It was a white Vuvuzela type thing. <laughs> and it had a big D drawn on it for yeah. dunce. They didn't even write dunce on it. Because obviously it's much like hard work. The, the person, dunce wouldn't have been able to read it anyway. Did the probably. dunce have to sit in the corner wearing the cap? Um, I think um, I don't know. I, I mean, I want I, I picture them like that, but I mean, they must have been mobile during the day. Did they wear it all day? Oh no, I would have said just for the lessons. Well, I was just like standing in a corner for a while, but I might have got it wrong. Yeah, um, we've had a text uh, from eight three three. I like this. I think this will steer us back towards the uh, the goalkeeper's gloves bags. Um, <laughs> Hi Frank, I'm a goalkeeper with curly hair. I keep extra gloves, towel, cap and my mum's car keys, brackets, because she always loses them in my bag. Freddie, age 10. Aww. Now the towel, 
the towel often used to be hung in the side netting. That's nice. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? That, that it was like their little yeah. halfway house, the goal is. <laughs> Even more so. They, had a sort of, they used the net as a towel rack. <laughs> That's some shower gel up there. Oh no, it was so it was Lovely. so much. I bet Neville Southall's ha- towel was quite a sweaty affair. Mm. Yes. I'm not sure he owned one. <laughs> Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So um turns out we've had uh, a text from eight seven nine four one eight three. <laughs> Uh, the Dunces caps actually was actually in the last Tory manifesto. <laughs> oh, no, I've, I've made up that correspondence. A bit of politics, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I thought we were so confident. Oh, all right, we could get fox hunting. Um, what about the Dunces? Yeah, <laughs> stick it in, <laughs> stick it in. We'll be fine. <laughs> what about though? Next after the grammar school thing. They brought in Dunces' Our cap. plan is to return to the Dunces' cap. cap. Yeah. Someone actually arguing for it on question time. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. Yeah, you know, the, uh, I, I think, you know, I think incentivising is very important in education. <laughs> anyway, so... I'll tell you what would be another good thing for a voo-voo sailor. Mm. Um, make a nice ice cream cone for a, for a T-Rex. Yeah. So, you know the t- T-Rex, very short arms... Yeah, very much left out of the ice cream cone world. But, can you they? imagine one holding mm. a, let's say, a cornetto very and just not, not quite getting across yeah. to it? It's a poor um, physiological design. Well, it's because it's... I think they, t- they they branches didn't they from trees, so branches they can pick their length. Yeah, so they're all right. Well, come on, is that or are they just a bit Maradona in the body state? <laughs> you know, uh, Zena Higgs has been in touch, Frank. Zena. I like the sound of Zena Higgs. Just to say, we called one of our cats after Neville Southall. Weird emphasis. I'm going to do that again. <laughs> just to say, we called one of our cats after Neville Southall. He used to get Southie Boy for short. Okay. She says he was the first cat to be named after a sportsman. It's quite a claim. That is quite <laughs> a claim. Ever? Or is it maybe she means in there? I'm going to have to hand it over to the 81215ers. That's a bit like um, voted best chip shop in Britain um, <laughs> certificates. Name <laughs> a chip shop that doesn't have that. Um, well, <laughs> well, there's um, Mr Haddock <laughs> on Streatham High Street. <laughs> Oh, no, Monsieur. I think it's Monsieur Haddock. What about the Codfather? There's always a Codfather. If ever I have um, a chip shop, I'm going to call it Monsieur Haddock. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that. (laughs) The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website, don't you know? Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> we've, yes. Uh, we've All had true. What may be the conclusion of our dunce cat <laughs> chats. Okay. Oh. Maybe not, it could be fake news. Uh, Frank et al... Uh, Dunce's cap, named after Scottish Catholic theologian. What, the name, Don Scotus? The name Dunce was applied by Protestants to some deemed incapable of learning. That's from Stu Ross. Okay. That's from Stu Ross, indeed. <gasps> Did you say we'd had someone who's actually worn one there? Oh, yes, there was somebody who... Uh, he said he wore it in the 60s. Kevin. 
claims, Hi, Frank and the gang. I remember the dunce hat. White pointing you had to stand in the corner all the lesson in the 60s. To be fair to him, he, he didn't say he wore it. He, he true. That's it. true. He may have seen it on others. Maybe. I think I we mean, can say it's gone. Yeah, oh, yeah, but it's one of those things, like spate of burglary. It's just one of those things, isn't it? No, <laughs> let me finish. It's never used, thank you, outside of the context of the cap, really. Mm. You well, don't call someone a dunce. Oh. I think, yeah, I think. Would you? Well, um, Alexander Pope's poem, The Donciad, was all about um, the stupid... Oh, late review. Stupid, <laughs> stupid um, people, stupid hack writers and stuff oh, like that. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Bit of Popey news. I got zinged with some Pope there. I, um, I spent much of last night wearing uh, cardboard spectacles. Oh, Did God. you? Yeah. Oh, hang on, are we doing dream analysis again? No. Oh. Is Kath going down a bit of a specialist interest route? No. I um, I should have said, where was I at uh, the oh. end? And you have, no, I'll tell you, I saw... Where were you? I saw Kraftwerk at the Albert Hall. Oh, excellent. Did and, you? And uh, it's, it's a show which features three-dimensional Feet. things. Yeah. How rarely do we use the word dimensional? Uh, but I think the 3D, as abbreviations go, has been tremendously successful. <laughs> True. <laughs> Yeah. Very true. And worthwhile. You know, some of these abbreviations, there's no point to them. Yeah. Whereas that's worthwhile. Well, on the ticket, it didn't even... It just had three Dunces caps lined up. <laughs> we were supposed to uh, draw our own conclusions. <laughs> they do use traffic cones, actually, or they used to, as a Craftwork. symbol. Craftwork. Yeah. Mm. So, which is, you know, I think probably... That's, it looked Traffic cones are the link between the Dunces cap and the Vuvuzela. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they were absolutely magnifico, I must say. And um, do they actually appear? Because I saw some pictures on the uh, on the social media, and some videos, some gifts, all sorts. And they do they have models? They have. They have. Well, in the old days, uh, they they had these robots built because. they didn't like doing publicity launch parties and stuff, so they used to send robots of themselves to do the gigs. Brilliant. I think that's fabulous. Yeah. I've seen versions of that um, when it's, people have turned <laughs> up, but they've basically been um, on <laughs> autopilot. Comics phoning gigs in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But um, but last night they got their own encore, the uh, the robots. And, of course, there is a song, Robots, which they oh, yeah. do. I can show you a picture of it later. Good. Oh, okay. See, am, am I allowed legally to take pictures at the Kraftwerk gig? Um. Oh. Anyway, I did. But it was, it was fantastic. Um, the other um, brilliant thing, this, actually, I'm thinking of starting a new series on the show. You know, we had... Oh, OK. Do you remember oh, you used yeah. to have Stony Ground? But, but we then, did. Um, then the whole series fell on Stony <laughs> Ground and was gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... Um, I thought, what do you think? This is a new series. I don't have a jingle for it, unfortunately, but I'll see if I can put one. Okay. Um, it's called um, Some Funny Things I've Said Recently. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Because I yeah. think it's such a show. I always think if I lived um, with, a, with a constant camera crew at my side, like I'm Big Brother, yes. I'd be um, designated the funniest man on the planet. <laughs> Okay, um, but I mean, you only get a sliver of my Even work. If you say I so have yourself. called you that in the past. Yeah. In fairness, that's good of you. Yeah, um, I just didn't think you were going tin- to bring it up on the show I as a regular that, section. That was a tinge of irony. I'm very <laughs> excited by this potential new feature on the show. Well, here um, I was in um, 
let, let's go first of all. We're I, not going to have a jingle, Frank. Uh, well, I really this think Maybe this needs week. one. Can't he sing one we'll of his little songs? I'll see. If, I'll see. Let me see. You know, uh, when he does his little songs, mm. he sounds a bit like Elvis Costello. Yes. I love it when he does that. Uh, Some <laughs> funny things I've said recently. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, so I was in the, I was in a restaurant and I ordered the um, the lamb, the romp of lamb. I ordered. Mm-hmm. Did you? And, yeah. uh, Interesting choice for the summer. Yeah, because nice, nice um, we used to have a saying on the show, didn't we? Too hot for lamb. <laughs> so we went to a restaurant and it was too hot for lamb. Yeah, someone ordered lamb. We went, a bit hot for lamb. It's too it? hot for lamb. As if, yeah, this lamb sales must have plummeted in London this week. Yeah. 30 <laughs> degrees. Really God, oh, God. So, um... So I ordered the the, uh, the romp of lamb, and the woman came and said, um, "This I was at the table of about fifteen people," mm. and she came over and said, uh, "I'm sorry." Um, I said, "I'll have the romp of lamb." She said, well, "I'm sorry, it's not actually romp of lamb. We've um, tonight. It's it's shoulder of lamb." Right. I said, "Well, I'll have the shoulder as long as it's not cold." <laughs> Right, <laughs> and she said, "No, no, it won't. It won't be cold." <laughs> and I said, "Not leave it. I was going to leave it there." No. And I said, "No, no. I mean, I don't want the cold shoulder." And then she really laughed, and I was so glad. Just a little bit of perseverance oh, had got her there. Oh, good for I'm you. I'm so pleased for you. Um, but not everyone at the table had heard me say it, so then I had to tell them. <laughs> right. But again, it went all right. <laughs> Did you get a laugh the second time in the retelling then? Um, it got the sort of laugh you get when you're um, eating with colleagues who are slightly below you on the pecking order. <laughs> Is it staffter, as we call it? It was staffter, yeah. Um, That's staff- what we call laughter. Staffter. No, no, I know there were people who were certainly my equal. Mm. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I just did a symbol to say that, to suggest that was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I never got to the bottom because they hadn't got the romp. Very good. No, oh, I, yeah. I never got to the bottom of why what had been the lamb romp became the lamb shoulder. I wonder if after they'd done the slicing, they found out one was facing in the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that possible? Possible. <laughs> Sounds simplistic, I know. But um, anyway, the waitress really laughed once I'd um, explained it to her. And um, there are many definitions of happiness. <laughs> yeah. But that one. But then. That had everything for you. But then. Um, hold on, what, what, what's it called again, the title? Um, some things I said, uh, hold on, let me... I wrote it down. Oh, yes. You said... Some funny things I've said recently. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a man who... Um, I love retelling my own. Is this for me? <laughs> OK, sorry, the, the red um, fez has arrived. The red fez arrived, OK. Shall I save it? Yeah, I think yeah, you should save it. I know, oh, but you don't want to end mid-between jokes, do you? Yeah, but this you isn't any old joke. Up. And it's this like, isn't any old joke. This is a some funny things I've said recently joke. But if you went to a trapeze act, right? You wouldn't. They'd just let go of the first trapeze, and you go. You know what? I have to go to the toilet. Yeah. 
and turn your back and not see if they've made the next piece. Good point. But but I'm well, getting say, a lot. You of say good point, but I mean that. So that means we should we should uh, keep them on tenter hooks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I really I wish we'd jump straight away because now what we've done is we've dragged it out this bit. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? This is dead air. How long? This will is what I call for? proper radio. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I would say ninety six percent of radio I listen to is like. This is this is, and I don't like it down here, <laughs> down amongst the dead men. I don't like it. <laughs> So anyway, um, let's have something else. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yeah. What about this? I was oh. talking to a guy this week. <laughs> is this another one of the... No, uh, someone else I said oh, that it? was hilarious. Oh, OK, great. And um, That's all the show is now. This yeah. one I particularly liked, actually. Excellent. Okay. But... Um, Here's this a guy, funny story for you. <laughs> we were talking about when people used to... This is one of Bozzy's, um, sc- the school dads, you know. I oh, yeah. One of the dads. And we're oh, talking about when people used to go to New York, you'd say, oh, be careful, New York. No one ever <laughs> says that right. anymore. Yeah, yeah. But it used to be like quite a... Um, Rough. Actually. <laughs> people warning you about going to New York. Um and I, I said, I, you know, when I went to um, South Africa, people, I actually took out, I actually sorted out my will before I went to South Africa. I was, I was fairly confident I wouldn't come back. Mm. Turned out I'd come back with a um, vuvuzela. Yeah, yeah, which you used as a tea funnel. Yeah. <clears throat> Who knew? Yeah. Anyway, um, that's one of those when people say, hey, if, you'd, if anyone had told you then you was going to use that as a tea funnel. You wouldn't have believed it. So people said that most people have said oh, yeah. things to me like... Um, if anyone had told me... Father said, yeah, I've just been inducted into the radio all of fans. said, if somebody told you that when you were, you know, 10-year-old in West Bromwich, I'd have thought, <laughs> leave, who are you? Leave me alone. <laughs> Why are you telling what me a weird, weird thing to tell anybody. <laughs> anyway, this guy said it. He's, he's, um, a mate of his was in, I think it was Bogota, and he got shot. What was that, Colombia? And they... Um, yeah. They shot one of his um, testicles off. Did they? Oh, and, um, nice story. Say that, can't I? Hold on. No, apparently I no can't you know what? I once said that in the context of Jamie Oliver eating them on a show. I think it's all right to yeah. say. Mm, and, I think uh, it's okay. And he said to the guy, you were lucky. Why? Well, because, you know, the, uh, um, you know his whole um, oh. private parts could have gone. There was in the box. <laughs> his whole there. private parts? Oh, and which, I which said, right now, aren't that private? They're being discussed on commercial radio. <laughs> no, and, I and I said, and I, I do it on breakfast radio, that's what I call it. And I said to this dad, I said, oh, I like the, that you managed to put a positive spin on someone having their testicles shut off. Yeah. I said, um, you're obviously a man who, who, who feels that the scrotum is half full <laughs> rather than half oh, empty. Oh, my goodness me. See, Al appreciated it. <laughs> I went, it was uh, Father's Day um, on, I love Father's Day. You get all the attention, don't you? Oh, man, it's brilliant. Is it like your 60th all over again? It's, I get, well, nothing can be quite like that. (laughs) That was, that was, but it's, it's, I got up in the morning and they got me a bowl of fruit. Lovely. Because there aren't many things you can really get me. Breakfast in bed. 
Um, happy Father's Day, Bonting. Oh, wow. wow. Kath's a big fan of Bonting. They've got the Bonting out. Well, what happened is we got Bonting up for my 60th birthday. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, you Not were, long You after. were happy that day, weren't you? You were so happy. And then... Oh, you sound man. like he's never been happy since. Um, <laughs> and, happy um, <laughs> and then it was like Bozzy's birthday, and then it was my birthday, um, then it was the Father's Day, and mm. then it was um, my mother-in-law's birthday this week. So we've just kept it up and just changed the... Um, Stuff so like she just oh. keep happy up and then change. The... Yeah, so Bozzy's five <laughs> balloons has got like a seven written in front of the five in um, yeah. in um, sharpie. Yeah, obviously not that sharpie when you're writing on a balloon. Uh-huh. So yeah, so we just keep the decorations up and we modify them as as the the turn of the year. Anyway, uh, what, what, my, yeah, Boz got me a card. Um, and it said, I love my dad because... It was a collar, like neck and shoulders, oh. with, with, a, with a tie on it. Mm-hmm. And it said, I love my dad because... And it was a school... And you had to lift up the, the tie, oh, yeah. and then he'd written underneath why. And I written, and it said, because... And I written, and it said, my dad is funny. Oh, <gasps> Best review I've ever had. <laughs> and I still, oh, even then, I thought, there's only one N in funny. Does that mean not completely funny? <laughs> But yeah. really, fantastic. So I, I, con- I finally got round to constructing the um, picnic table I bought him uh, a couple of months back. Oh, really? As no, a thank you. As a direct result of the ins- review. He gave me incentive. This is why the Dunce's cap is, should be at least reconsidered. <laughs> <laughs> because it fired me up, that yeah. card. And so, yeah, so I got the uh, Alan... Alan? Oh, Alan. Alan. Is it Alan Key? I think it's an Alan Key, but it's also been changed to a hex key, hasn't it? Oh, it's making me I come over it, all peculiar when I I'm talk it, like that. I love it. I thought it was Alan ending with an M for monkey. You're saying it's Alan with an N. I thought it was A-L-U-M. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, would Alan I know? No, I do I like it so. when Alan gets a bit open the car bonnet. I don't know anything. I mean, if I open the car the shirt bonnet... over the back of his head. I, I, I can mean, do that, but he can't do that. I can't do the car bonnet or the Alan key thing. I feel like... But I, you think it's... You with knew an, it was Alan. ...with a nut for Newtonian physics at the I end. I thought it might be A-L-L-E-N, like Clive Alan. Oh, look, it's named after somebody called Alan. Mm, I might be wrong, though. I mean, I'm very I know I will know. Yeah. Our fabulous readers. Oh, they'll let what me is know. that? What is that key called, and why? It's definitely it's been Alan changed to with hex, a Y. Is eight, it? twelve, fifteen. No, it's eight. I think. Oh, I, we don't know. <laughs> we just don't know. And I've used one recently. Maybe this is why they changed it to hex key. That's Are you very sure recent. about this hex thing? Yeah. Hex yeah. is another word for a curse. I don't want yeah. that in the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's not science. No. Who wants to use a curse? Can you get the curse key out. <laughs> How are you with a cursor on a laptop? <laughs> It's a curse. That's, I remember when... Um, anyway. Oh, my. Yeah. I play the music, anyway. yeah. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Um, we've had various correspondents saying it's an Allen key, A-L-L-E-N. Okay. E-N. What As it was made by the Allen Manufacturing Company. All of my... Thanks I'm gonna, to Mark I'm, in Manchester. I'm, I'm going to call this a... Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Alan Kate, does it say who Mr. Alan was? No, no, there's It been just no... says the Alan Manufacturing Company. Oh, oh, does respect, it? respect to yeah. them. 
<laughs> As was the Alan Wrench it refers to. Oh, oh, the less popular Alan Wrench. Difficult yeah. uh, second Re- album. Alan Wrench does sound like someone who works in your office. Yeah, mm. yeah I was talking to Alan Wrench about the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, Chas- the Chasworth deal. Keeper. He reckons we can go 7K. <laughs> sure, it's Alan.Wrench. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wrenchy. Wrenchy's coming. <laughs> oh, Wrenchy will be there. I think Wrenchy asks you to ping him over an email. <laughs> Do you? I really hope so. But you recently used an Allen key for the assembly I built the of the table. picnic table. Was it How did it go table? then? It went well. Oh. Good for you. Uh, I, it's very satisfying. So it makes me feel like a father. Oh, yeah. I love It makes me feel like a man. <laughs> and then I went crazy. I, I bought... Um, well, here's the, here's the debate here. Mm. We, I got a lot of leaves left over in the garden, mm-hmm. right? So I bought... Um, I said, I need a leaf socker. Yeah. And my personal yeah. assistant said, it's a blower, isn't it? I, I said, thought you were going to say she refused to do it. I said, I don't... <laughs> I said, uh, I don't... Um, I don't want to... I don't want to blow them. I want to sock them. I want to yeah. sock them into a thing yes, and not throw yes, them away. a vacuum. She said, I've looked it up. It's the same thing. You just, <laughs> Is it? You just... Um, not socking and blowing generally, but you can... No. There's a switch on it. You oh. never hear about leaf socking, do you? Hang on, why don't they do that? It's much better than blowing. But people always talk about leaf blowing, leaf blowing this, leaf blowing... So anyway, <laughs> do I got... Don't they? I saw there's a leaf blower. Well, yeah. more often they talk about leaf socking. I saw <laughs> yeah. one of them leaf sockers down our road. You, know, you right. think that was an insect? You're right. Anyway, I got it. And, uh, Did you buy it or rent it? I got it. I oh. bought it. Just I threw money at the problem. He works hard if he wants to I get himself a leaf, leaf sucker slash blower. You don't have to say, but are they expensive? They're not. I think it was like... Oh, don't be vulgar. No, no I'm not asking you to name don't the price, Alan. OK. No, do. Go on. Three figures. No, it wasn't that much. Well, no, it was, all right. It was sob three figures. But, it's fine um, then, isn't it? So it's oh, no, uh, I, don't, I don't have that many leaf-based tools. I've got a rake. Oh. Um, All right, you've got a lot now. You've got your rake. Yeah. You've got the soccer your... slash blower. Yeah, but... but well, uh, that's, that's that is technically a leaf. So... What else is there? Do a spear? you use it? Did well, the sucker or the blow motion go off first? No, no, I switched it on to sock. It's quite clear. <laughs> okay. And I socked the leaves and one big leaf went in and that was it. Not let it stop, <laughs> stock to switch it off. Get that out. Well, no wonder they don't use that sucking function. I mean, what yeah. I needed was a list of tree leaves that were used. You know, some of the smaller tree. Yeah. Le- I mean, we we've got lots of trees around our garden. They're the traditional wooden ones. Yeah. <laughs> The leaves and the leaves. When the leaves come down, w- one big leaf that that it, it gives up the leaf socket. I mean, it's it was what have you such got palms? a disappointment. That's gone into the shed. I would be surprised if I ever pick it up again. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Frank? Where I, went in, the I went in there sorry. an hour later to spit on it. <laughs> <laughs> It's not an entire waste of money, your uh, leaf blower slash sucker. Frank. Is that right? Um, uh, Jackie and David, on the way to the Isle of Man, have texted saying, Frank, your leaf blower will be handy in the winter when you want to blow away the snow from your drive. Well, Apparently, so don't... Um, I don't think we've had a covering of snow in London for about seven years. Mm. And have you got a drive? Um, oh, no. depends which depends which gaff you're talking about. Oh, no, oh come on, <laughs> come on! Good I point. mean, come on! You've done all right for yourself. I'm done just saying. Right. Worked on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Puts up his own picnic tables. Yeah. Kept it, yeah. it real. People resent it. You get a lottery winner on, they get a round of applause. <laughs> Where's the justice in well, that? Well, not from me, they don't. Where's the justice in that? <laughs> so part of the, the Father's Day thing, I took... Um, Boss to um, a thing called Star Wars Identities. Do you know what this is? No, is no. it Star Wars Sounds characters good, who've committed crimes? Um, <laughs> and there's a parade. Well, that, like of it's a lineup. Yeah. Um, it was. Um, it's at the O2. Lovely. It's basically a Star Wars exhibition. Oh yeah. He's, um, I don't know if I told you this. He's 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 just turned five. He's seen um, the main seven movies. Right. Now is that. Is that all right? Is that a social services job? No, yeah, it's, it's not fine. social services. There's a couple of the bit. The only bit I got really anxious mm-hmm. was the bit where um, Anakin Skywalker crawls out of a um, lava pit. Spoiler alert! I'm not seeing yes. that one. Yeah, and his 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 legs have been dissolved. Oh, have they? That oh. bit. I was edgy about they're that. Taking, they're taking a different turn than I thought. It was yeah. four at the time, Boz, yeah. and I, I thought maybe this is a bit over the edge. But generally, it's knockabout stuff. Okay. <laughs> so um, we got we got through that. Um, and he went to his birthday party, his fifth birthday party. He went as Darth Vader. Interesting choice. Excellent. It's, nice. it's interesting his obsession with Darth Vader. He's not. It's not the normal one that the kids no, that's like. No, I mean, <laughs> that's not what you'd really normally go for. Great. Fun, is it? Man. Well, he's an outlier. There you go. You see, I like yeah. the. Um, I was the Chewy fan, as you oh, know. Oh, I like. Oh, Chewy. I love Chewy as well. Yeah. yeah. I, now, well, at this exhibition, which I'd recommend, there is they've got Chewy there. You know, oh. a Chewy suit. Oh, give him my number. Um, this is Chewbacca, in case you don't know who we're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I've. It's the first time I've had the chance to stand and have a good look at Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. You know, he's, he's often... Um, he's busy. I think we can say that he's, about Chewbacca generally. He's Creature rushing around. In movement. Yeah, with yeah. that yeah. Uh, record bag on him. You know, he's got... <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah. he's like a West London dad with that record bag. <laughs> I know. I tell you something else. I've never really noticed before how swept back <laughs> his hair is. Very swept back. It's I very... don't mean his face. If you forget his facial hair... And you, if you shaved his face and neck completely, but just left the normal that sweat back hair. It's something of the Richard Keys of him. I yeah. would say with the hair and the, he's, I'd think he's a bit Richard E. Grant. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you look at Richard E. Grant and you thought, can he reach his hair to comb it? Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like a, it looks very high in the in the air, Richard yes. E. Grant. Yeah, it's high, isn't it? There's a it high is. dome. Sometimes that can be a concealing thing. But anyway, think. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Can we just re-establish? Chewie has the record bag, sort of, and then it's yeah. a sort of studded belt. He has like um, like bandoleros, you know, with like with uh, weapons in, with um, bullets. He's he sans pants, and isn't he, he? favours the crossbow. He does. does. He, is he sans pants. Oh, there's no trousers okay, on there. Lovely. No. There's no trousers on Chewbacca. <laughs> Doesn't need them with <laughs> all that my, fur. That's my family motto. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No idea why. Is that your version of no flies on me? <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, he was very fascinated by um, Boz. He stared at it for ages. Princess Leia's, um, av- you know, that sort of Art Nouveau brass bikini she wears when she becomes yes. the slave of. Yes. Um, 
Oh, yeah. That's that jab of the hot. Very popular with the teenage boy. Yeah, yeah but he really stared at that. Mm. And uh, I mean, I stared at it a bit. Mm. Uh-huh. I couldn't get him away from me. <laughs> um, which is interesting. I, I don't know quite what to read yeah. into it. He <laughs> fall far from the tree. Yeah. But um, he absolutely loved it, I must say. <laughs> um, what a, what a, and I loved it as well. Good. Mm. We sang... Did you? What did you sing? Well, he, a lot of the time, you know, when we got to the Darth Vader room, he'd go, it's a grand old tune. And um, I think in the cantina, we went, come on, I, feel, I, I, I felt you were going to join in. Nothing happened. No, not with that one. Come on, let's just yeah, one, one bit of cantina. <laughs> some kind of monkey in the canteen. <laughs> into, into the news. With... Was, it, was it kombucha on, in there, I, drinking rye I don't want director's commentary, just give me some music. It's, it's, um, it's not as easy as you might think. No. That'll be why they use instruments in the actual <laughs> film. Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Radio. This is Frank Skinner <laughs> on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8 12 15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Don't okay. you know? Yeah? Uh, I'd like to discuss something this morning, which is it's a, it's a bit of shocking news, actually. Oh, okay. Stop all should the we, clocks. Should we brace ourselves? Stop all the clocks. <laughs> Daniela Day-Lewis Day has <coughs> announced his retirement in what I believe George Lineker would call absolute scenes. Oh. No one <laughs> saw that coming. No. Well, I didn't. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, 60. Who knew? Is he 60? He's like you, Frank. He's been drinking from the old uh, youth <laughs> I'm, uh, cup. I'm ages with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. You ages with him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should say. Nice. Isn't it lovely when you hear a new phrase and get to use it within a couple of hours? <laughs> yes. Alan said it earlier. Alan said his mum, if she's the same age as anyone. She says, I'm ages with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm ages, ages with, with David Beckham. And I'm ages with Margarita Prakatan. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There you go, yeah. Well, I'm ages with Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis? I suppose his name is Daniel (laughs) Day-Lewis. Yes. DDL. I wish he'd said I'm now um, entering the... What one might call the twilight of my career. <laughs> I'd like to now be known as Daniel Knight Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Well, he be, is a knight as well. That he would is. Be, oh, is he? I yeah, forgot that. He was knighted. So Daniel Knight. Oh, they'll take the knighthood, the unconventional ones, though, won't they? They're all arts yeah. and crafty. Oh, I'm all unconventional, um, but oh, knighthood, lovely. Be- best celebrity name changes. Eight, twelve, fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start the ball rolling. Yep. Uh, Puff Daddy to P Diddy, right? Frank, that's good. Uh, okay. Prince to that weird symbol, yeah. And oh. also the artist formerly known as Prince. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could do with any name change if you think about it. I've got it. one. Uh, Andy Cole to Andrew Cole. Oh yeah, good shout. <laughs> that was one of the best ones. You changed good it to shout. Andrew Cole officially. Now that is a weird coincidence. Why? Because 
This um, announcement, which I don't think actors normally do, do they? No. I remember when and Andrew Cole. Yeah, thank you. I remember when he retired from international football <laughs> years after he'd been picked, <laughs> hadn't been in any squads, wasn't even you know, you know, didn't people even talk about him. He suddenly, out of the blue, retired from international football. Excellent. I love that. Well, I suppose this is a good time for me to retire from international football as well. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to see how it goes. Keep personally. your name in the hat. Yeah, yeah. but um, who would have thought that Daniel Day-Lewis and Andrew Cole had, had got so there many things go. in common? I didn't have thought. I well, he made in fact also all, also oh, yeah. you won't believe this. Go on. Andrew Cole's dad... I can't take that seriously, Andrew Cole. I'm not making this up. Andrew mm. Cole's dad is called Lincoln. No. Shut up. Which um, was the film that Daniel... One of his... Yeah. Oscar, one, of his one of his... Oh, uh, come on. Oscars. I mean, <laughs> never seen in the same room. <laughs> He's in a pod. He's in a pod, aren't they? Um, Weird. The ad, who, I, I bet this is the first time on commercial radio they've established the Andrew Cole, Daniel Day-Lewis link. I think it might be, yeah. Mm. And possibly the last. Um, I mean, can I say, if, if they made a film um, about and Andrew Cole's left foot... Yeah. It would be low in incident. <laughs> yeah. He was quite right-footed. That's right. Andy Cole. <laughs> he'd have been... Te- if he'd have been in my left foot, he would... Honestly, it would have been a... <laughs> it would have been a, the, the right, most rubbish art you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> they were right in the end... To go yeah. for Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. He was the better choice. Over Andrew Cole. But I mean, they've always had this, those two, fighting for parts all the time. I think Andrew Cole got three interviews. Yeah. We should say, actually, I think he had a, he had a liver transplant or something just like that. I, mean, I know he's, he's on the men, I'm very glad oh. to say. Well, we wish you well, but, Andrew um, Cole. Probably shouldn't be taking the mickey out of him when he's just had a major operation. I know he's getting better though. He's, he's, he's out there again. God bless him. If you're listening, Andy, sorry. Uh, Andrew, oh God. Anyway, Say Andy, hate he was, Andy. He was a cracking player. I hope he gets well soon. I think we've cleared that up. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we're um, we're sending our uh, thoughts to Daniel Day Lewis, who's uh, retired from yeah. his oh, backbreaking schedule of making one film every six years, nine <laughs> items or less. Daniel yeah. Day Lewis, he must be absolutely <laughs> yeah. shattered. No wonder he's taken early he retirement. He does win an Oscar every time. Well, he's see. won three, so he's yeah. nine items or less, but he's in Waitrose. <laughs> <laughs> He's, um, well, he's, he's done looking, a few. He hasn't done. He did I that mean, Lincoln that you liked in the milkshake are, one. I loved it. I love Lincoln. There are unemployed actors that ripped up their newspaper when they saw this getting so much press. Well, I'm yeah. suspicious. Oh, God. I'm a bit suspenders about this one. Really? Because he's, he's got the new film out in December. Yeah, he thinks it's Award rubbish. season. Oh, he wants right. to get his last Oscar. Come on. Maybe. Maybe uh, that's wants the big four. I thought you might <laughs> he be wants thinking the big four. this is Fantastic. a great way of upping his fee for his next film, isn't it? Like, yeah. oh, he's no longer available. Well, that's Really, true. we'll double his fee. Oh, well, okay. I read he was worth 50 million. Did you? He's done well for himself. 50 million? Yeah. <laughs> Respect. Do you think I ought to retire from acting so that it ups my fee? Oh, of course, I forgot I mean, you were still acting. I well, thought you had right. retired. Oh, over, right. a, over a 20-year acting career, I've played Jason the Asthmatic, yeah. Broken Leg Patient... 
The I chauffeur? Think, I think I know. Barman? I think I know what queue you need to be in. What? Nine items on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I think it could up my game if I re- announced my retirement. People could suddenly get really interested, like oh, what does that Daniel mean? Day-Lewis this week. I'm in that cigarette <laughs> kiosk queue then. <laughs> well, apparently when he uh, when he retired from stage acting, he was uh, mid-play. Yeah, because he was playing Hamlet and he, uh, he's playing he was Hamlet. speaking he to his real dad. The go- oh, Because yes. he's a method actor. Yes, and he thought that was his real dad, I believe. Well, he saw his yeah. real dad, apparently, yeah. and he, he walked off stage in tears and didn't come back on. I yeah. don't know what they did. Did it carry on or did the understudy? He's <laughs> <think the> <laughs> such a volatile man. The understudy sits dressed as Hamlet in the wings. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I wonder think- if you'd notice. <laughs> um, I, hope, I hope the understudy was a really big fat bloke. I <laughs> 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 just come... <laughs> Oh dear, he tried to hold back the tears, he's got water retention. I know. <laughs> it's a bit announcing it though, just, it's a bit, and people announcing they're leaving Twitter, isn't it? Isn't it a bit yeah. attention seeking? Just go. Yeah. Why do these people do, so I'm leaving, from the 12th of July I will no longer be on Twitter, just so you know. And then a few months later, so um, I'm just coming back, just mm-hmm. to say I will no is, longer is be it, on Twitter. Is it a bit Ringo Starr refusing to sign autographs? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm warning you with peace and love. <laughs> Um, I, I'm every time I read anything about, I sort of forget about Daniel Day Lewis because he's a bloke who That's sort of goes away for long periods. That's yeah. what he wants. And then whenever I read anything about him, I feel like reading everything about him. He, he's really he, he went to Flo, he moved to Florence to train as a cobbler. Yes, yes, was one of the things he did, not for a film and a cabinet no, maker, just because he was he interested in it. I think he, he trained as a he trained as a cobbler to get a cobbler shop and a key cutting. Yeah, and then he's got the sports trophies in the window. Yeah, yeah. You know they engraved the trophies. Oh yeah. So consequently, get the Oscars, and when it comes to changing day to night on the names, he can handle it. Himself. Oh. He can do them all. He's thought ahead, Frank. There might be an interim period when he's called day afternoon, Lewis. <laughs> I like that. I like. I like to see him yeah. moving. moving Daniel day afternoon. Where's any name changes? Well, also that sounds like a solicitor's. Hello, Daniel day afternoon, Lewis. <laughs> he could be that afternoon. Actually, I, I mean, I don't know if I'll have another child now, but afternoon oh. is um, is private enough? information. <laughs> yeah, revealing on air. Oh God. So, yeah, went, went a bit caricature. Um, never say never. Eh? <laughs> um, but I think afternoon. That's something she's never said. To <laughs> afternoon would be a lovely name for a child, wouldn't it? Afternoon, Jackson. Actually, I love afternoon. Yeah. Way, I mean, people call their children summer, don't they? So it's still sort of afternoon it's just is a lovely. Time span, really. But I think it's a nice and name. Yeah, yes. it's all right. Afternoon, Cochrane. <laughs> oh, but you'd get so many people laughing at you and making silly jokes in that way. Afternoon, Frank. <laughs> I'd sign. I'd sign my signature. Um, PM. PM Cochrane. Oh, nice. Do so you prefer afternoon or evening as a name? No, afternoon's better. Okay. Afternoon because it, it it sort of brings you in more gently. Evening okay. is too much like mm. Eve. People call you Eve. What's the point? What about morning? True. Morning, I don't like because I don't know how you're spelling it. Exactly. <laughs> you got to think. You have to think these things. You shouldn't rush into a first name. Like that. But afternoon, yeah. afternoon, Dean. Love it. Afternoon, Dean. It's great. Afternoon, afternoon, Dean. <laughs> afternoon. Imagine, I imagine a sort of 1930s cleric. Yes. What if, let's say, Emily changed the name to afternoon? Hang on, and then what you... does it mean? 
is going to do no, it. No, I'm just scooting it. I'm not saying it's a girl's but then, name, sexy. <laughs> but then if you saw her on a morning, you'd have to say, morning, afternoon. It'd be a nightmare. Oh, but I'd yeah, love that. That's true. Would you? I might do it. After we'd stop, after you'd be called in the office. Yeah. That's what. Who's the bloke in the office we talked about earlier? Uh, we talked about James, Ren- uh, someone wrench, Alan wrench. Oh, that's yeah, right. Alan that. wrench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd call you after. Um, how are we going to get out of this? Well, can I just link? quickly tell you something? Uh, you were t- he was a very private person. Well, he was. I mean, he's still here. Who Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Day-Lewis. I thought was a I remember when I was at the Sunday Times magazine and I was training and I was quite nervous and someone said, can you ring up and put in a request to do an interview with him? And his agent said, uh, who was no longer with us, I think, but a very theatrical chap called Julian Belfridge, and I said, hello, um, do you think Daniel Day-Lewis would be interested in an interview with the Sunday Times magazine? And he said, sorry, lovey, no can do. <laughs> he put the phone down on me. <laughs> I quite liked him for That's that. That's when someone told me that they'd hired Danny LaRue for a thing, and um, Danny LaRue said he'd do it, but he always took his dog with him, so that <laughs> he'd, the dog would be at the hotel there, said that'd be fine. And then about two days before the gig, uh, the hotel changed their mind, said, no, we can't have a dog with... Oh, no. So this bloke had to phone up and tell Danny LaRue. <laughs> and he said the entire conversation was just, no dog, no Danny. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. What? We, we were talking oh, yeah. about name changes and 116 got in touch saying, hi, Frank, my favourite name change was snooker player Jimmy White changed his name to Jimmy Brown as part of a sponsorship deal. Did he really? Mm. Temporarily, I take it. I would imagine so. Yeah, I think he's now called Jimmy Brown. Did he change the credit cards and things? Like snooker players always do, he went back to White. They always go back to White. Oh, of course, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Well, um, there was a guy in Wolverhampton who was part of a Beacon radio promotion for I think it might have been the Phantom Menace, going back to the Star Wars theme. They asked if anyone would be prepared to change their name by deed poll to Darth Vader. Mm. Excellent. Just for the duration of the sort of publicity thing. So uh, this bloke did it, and I, I had a mate who, wor- who um, ended up working with him. So, oh, yeah. So he said, yeah, you, gotta, um, you need to ask Darth Vader about it. He said, why'd you call him that? And I said, that's his name. <laughs> And uh, it, what, it, what had happened is he changed his name to Darth Vader and then uh, then he got a phone call after the film was out and stuff from Beacon Radio saying, right, we've got all the stuff ready um, to change your name back again. He said, oh, I'm not bothered really. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's fine, it doesn't matter. Kids like it, you know. <laughs> so... Um, my mate, when he met him, says he didn't know any of this. So he said, you're a massive Star Wars fan, Star Wars fan. And he said, uh, not really, no. So I've seen them, you know. I'm, oh, they're all right, not that bothered. <laughs> yeah, but you're called Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, Wolverhampton. I like that he wasn't that bothered either. It's something no, he it's didn't like... have a strong opinion on, no, being exactly. called Darth Vader. I don't know what... There was some incentive for uh, changing his name, but it was like 10 shillings. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some tickets or something. Put him, a ten, put him a 10 bob note in a card, I think. Excellent. <laughs> Good for him. But Daniel Day-Lewis... Oh, yeah. I mean, he's... he's the bit that I... It's funny you mention his agent, cos I... What I like about this is he's not changing his name. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> 
the main theme, you know, is the, the name change. Yeah. Right. I just speculated it would be great if he did, but I don't think he's not going to go to Daniel Knight Lewis, as you suggested. No. no. But his agent announced it, um, which I think is amazing <laughs> that he's saying, I'm retiring. So there's no future money for the yeah. agent now, but yet he still announced it, or she. Well, well, I don't Daniel, know, there'll be residuals. Yeah, surely. but when Daniel Day-Lewis said, oh, I'm not going to work anymore, can you tell everyone? Why didn't the agent just go, well, you tell them yourself if you're not doing <laughs> well, anything? Exactly, like, what's she getting out decision? of it? Yeah. Where's she getting Where's that money from? Where's my commission on nothing? <laughs> he says, she also said this is a private decision. Well, we don't announce it <laughs> Why then. Why do you need a spokesman? <laughs> Keep it private. <laughs> yeah. I think what he's worried about, probably, oh, is apologist. that if he retires and doesn't tell anybody... Then in seven or eight years' time, we'll be on this show and I'll say, Daniel Dillo, who's his career? That? <laughs> Daniel Dillo, I'm, dis- I'm d- determined to call him Daniel D. Lewis. It sounded a bit, um, yeah, I liked it, I enjoyed it. J.R. Hartley. Um, he, we'll be saying, he doesn't, doesn't get any work anymore yeah. and he'll be at home seething, listening to this on the radio, yeah. knocking a nice pair of winkle pickers together. <laughs> Um, yeah, but well, we he only works. This is exactly it. We wouldn't be saying, "Oh, he's not getting any work." We'd be saying he's probably off being enigmatic, making cabinets or shoes, tuning a piano, Do you doing think something. He says that. Do you think he leans back in his Parker Knoll and says, uh, "You know what? I think I might be enigmatic for a couple of years, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then do another film." Yeah. Oh man, right, I'd, say I'd, I'd I'd like to. Would you like to meet him? Nah. I think it'd be troublesome. I just think I'd be bored. Uh, 20 years ago, I was interested oh, in him, but oh, now I'd be like, oh, make furniture, you're a cabinet mate. It, it says in the paper that he was convinced, he was he was being a cobbler in Venice or whatever it was, and was it Scorsese convinced him to do Gangs of New York? There's an unemployed actor of the exact same age that smashed his flat up on reading that, I promise you, just... What, someone... <laughs> Someone I can't even get a uh, job, and he's being convinced out of cobbling. An actor who's ages with... Uh, <laughs> ages with Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Look, if things go bad, I think he'd, you could, he'd, he'd be a very good disability benefit cheat. <laughs> because we know he, he's very, very convincing in the, when he's in the social security. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. He likes fishing, DDL. Does he? Mm. Does he, or is he he just pretending? Was he trying to get a part in the river runs through it and it didn't work out? (coughs) Who knows? Well, maybe he'll start doing, like, the Robson Green. Do you think Robson... Oh, if Robson Green pipped into that part... Oh. Or if they were both up for yeah. extreme fishing. But Robson Green was doing it for a few years beforehand, you Or see. they might swap now. Like, Robson Green might become the most famous method actor on earth and uh, yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis just going around the world yeah. fishing. Yeah. Could happen. Certainly. Why you could not? have a nice fa- trout farm like um, Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey's trout farm. Have you ever no, been no, to no. a trout farm? No. Brilliant, I been to a trout Have you farm. actually been to one? Oh, oh yes. Happens? When you throw... You, get, you buy little cups of feed... Oh. Yeah, and you chuck it in, and it's an, you know the the feeding frenzy. Term, Do you it, see them all gather? They then? leap out of the. They go absolutely balmy. Oh, amazing! Is it so? They just they all surround the food. Do they? If you've ever been to a hotel buffet, oh right. yeah, it's like that. I mean, they ah, oh, they go absolutely crazy. The trout, they jump all over each other like swimmers in a triathlon, don't they? Like. 
Speaking of uh, being um, ages with uh, DDL... <laughs> I love ages. He's looking... I say he's, he's got... He looks all right. He's, he's looking, I think he's looking older. Mm-hmm. Well, he looks good, Frank. I would oh, say yeah. you and DDL. Yeah. I'd say you look same ages, but, but I would say 49. Really? Yes. No, he, I think I call him Daniel Gray Lewis now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sort of. Name, aren't you? I'm fascinated <laughs> to know. Um, what about his dad, Cecil? Yeah. Cecil, he was a very talented Brilliant. man. I am, um, and, and not West Indian. His Unbelievable. <laughs> his granddad, John Lewis, he was a big uh, retailer. Oh, never, oh. never knowingly yeah. uh, overcast. <laughs> Um, that's, that's got swimming, weather, and yeah. acting in it. That one. You threw everything in that. Uh, that's one I call multiple choice punchline. Yeah, why yeah, not? it's very good value for money. Now, speaking of retirement, I was—I um, don't know if I've ever told oh you, but in this my house, where I live, um, the houses are not wide; they tend to be tall. That's just the oh, nature. Right. You know, every every place has got townhouses. its townhouses. Sure. Is that what they call mm, them? I believe so. But they get Victorian Terrace on a small footprint but high. Well, they make it sound like Coronation Street. Well, a small footprint, it's like <laughs> Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> I would call it a, uh, yeah, a Victorian townhouse. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so... Um, it's There are 71 stairs from the, the basement kitchen to my attic where right. I work. Uh-huh. So I walked up there and... Um, I, I stopped off on one of the other floors and went into a room and started pottering about. You know that old man singing, you think, why, what, what, did I, what have I come in here for? Yeah. <clears throat> and I realised I hadn't actually come in there to, to get anything. Oh. I was basically breaking the journey. Because <laughs> 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 of the 71 stairs. So I was thinking, oh, I might, just have, I might just walk about on one level for a minute or two before I take yeah. the rest off. It was like on a long haul flight, Frank, when you stopped off in Singapore. That uh, floor is the Singapore of your I house. I know, but how, how tragic that 70, mm. 71 stairs, you've got to break the journey. I'm going to count how many stairs my house has got. Have you never done that? No, I've never done that. I should. Well, mine's distinctly more bijou, but I would say, I'd say about probably only about 13 stairs, Frank, maybe 15. Really? It's tight. It's a small bijou duplex. Shall I have a count later? The nice thing that once you've met the count, no, I it's can, more than that. It's probably it's twenty-one. I, I think to myself now. I, I think you know. I'm, I've just finished a cup of tea. I'm going. I'll hit the seventy-one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. I, I think everybody should know how many stairs they've got in their house. Know, yeah, I've got oh, a lot. I'm going to count later. I don't yeah. know if I should tell you next week or text you later in the day, but I, you know, how many stairs are in your house? <laughs> <laughs> No, I twelve fifteen is the answer. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Go um, for the apples today. Mm, Go for them. How do you like? How do you like them? <laughs> nice. No, no pushing on the top of the head, though. No. Noticed. I mean, that is one thing we've learned from this show, isn't it? That you could just they're, so, they're quite soft. These ones, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I and find also, the greens are a bit harder. Also, I think that text in that said you use the bottom of your jaw to bite is really useful. Salient info, isn't it? I'm not telling you off. I'm just 
Okay. It's just a reminder. <laughs> We've learned about apples. I've also learned about life, comedy. We've learned a lot on this show, haven't we? Oh, we sound like we're wrapping up, like DDL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 816, I just like to pay homage to Frank as my mentor sometimes. Aww. 816 has been in touch. Have you seen this, Al? Yeah. Morning, team. An article pinned to the notice board in a local hostelry near Petersfield states... This is the man that a village elder told to give up acting and get a proper job as a gardener or something. The image is of Sir DDL. That's from Julie. It's Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm. Yeah. And that man was. <laughs> no, but to be fair to him, he has actually got quite a lot of proper jobs. So that's probably yeah. why he has to go and be like a stupid cobbler job. Not, not that it's stupid a stupid cobbler job. <laughs> cobblers listening. I'm not saying it's a it's stupid... It's a load of cobblers. Oh, but they, they of probably cobblers, wouldn't please. be cobblers if they could be Oscar-winning actors instead. That's, that's my point. Yeah. Well, also, he can only work every four years, have we, as we've no, established. Don't he, I don't think he can only do <laughs> well, that. Well, he can. He can no. work Olympics and World Cup. That's it. <laughs> Those are his only jobs now. He could do some um, stuff in the gig economy when, in between. Like He could do a bit of Uber driving, maybe mm. DHL. DDL for DHL. HL, that'd be good, wouldn't it? If you just delivered your parcel. It's a, it's a good slogan, but it, it's have you reaching for your Google. Yeah. He's a knight now as well. You're right. He's Daniel Knight, there is. He's not going to do a normal thing in between films, is he? He's not going to. It's gonna... not in between films, it's over. It's over. So it's maybe over. he will do a normal thing now. Do Daniel Knight. Think... insight into what it's like to break up with Frank there. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Daniel D. Lewis and um, <laughs> still sticking with the D. And Henry Blofeld in the same week. I know what a week it's been for how, the time. How it's... shall we ever recover? That was a bit of Daniel Day Lewis there in, um, <laughs> when he played um, Elmer Gantry. Yeah. Oh, one of his lesser-known works. Yeah, but you know, still on the IMDb. Anyway, we must go. Look, it's been um, lovely uh, uh, as ever, if a little rambling, but what's new? Anyway, uh, (laughs) bring on the feathers. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio.